speakers on the uh, on the phones were kind of hearing their own self. So we was getting a lot of uh, negative feedback on my end. Um, so we got our special guest from last week, which was Tammy from Green River Farms, uh, to agree to come on this week again uh, since the feedback was so bad. So um, it's a great opportunity for her to uh, come back on. It's a great opportunity for us to have another chance to sit down. Hello, Darcy, uh, to uh, have a, another sit down uh, with her. And here she's about to come in on now. So it looks like we're getting started really quick. I hope y'all guys are ready for a great show. Um, hello, hello, hello. Hey, Jim. How's it going? It's going good. Feedback <laughs> of it, everything, sound and everything's good on your end? Uh, it's clear as it can be. Okay, it's clear on our end, too. So yeah. that's great. That's great. The he so the headphone, headphones fixed it. Yeah, it looks like on both our ends, yeah. huh? <laughs> and, and, I, and I'm awake tonight a little bit. <laughs> It was so late the other night. I was about to go to sleep on you. No. Yeah, it was. It was like we guys we got started late last night, but it was still a great, great interview. Um, I was just talking a little bit about before you came on um, that you know you agreed to do another interview this week uh, because of the negative feed that uh, you know negative uh, audio that we had last week just made the interview kind of hard for some people to watch. You know, some people didn't mind because it came very clear on your end. Um, but sure. a lot of my questions, uh, actually all of my questions got, um, you know, negative audio feedback. So we're here again tonight. Um, let me just say the disclaimer before we start. Mm -hmm. You know, all the information discussed in this interview is for educational, historical, and entertainment purposes only. None of this information is intended for any legal purposes at mm -hmm. all. And all opinions are respected of the individual. So let's go ahead and get in the show. This is Ch Tammy from Red River Farms out in Kentucky. Our special guest again tonight, two weeks in a row, y'all guys get to hear from her. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Tammy, um, again, a lot of the people that we have watching tonight had an opportunity to watch you last week, um, but we do have a lot of new viewers tonight. Um, I don't know but I, uh, if you know, but I had an opportunity to get a software that allow us to stream this interview now in eight different groups. Oh, so it okay. looks, yeah, it looks like now uh, okay. that the um, that the interview will be simultaneously being streamed in eight different groups versus only from my page. So, um, so that's a good thing. So we have a lot of new viewers tonight. I know we're going to go over a lot of the same stuff, um, but again, I don't think the people who watched last week will mind. And I and I know the new viewers. Uh, that did not get an opportunity to watch the interview last week will greatly appreciate, you know, all the information. So um, okay. let's kind of get started how we did last week. Uh, welcome to the show. And uh, and I Thank guess you. we'll go ahead. We'll go ahead and get right into it like we do with all our special guests. So we can kind of understand your, your journey, where okay. it all started to how we got to where we are today. So let's just talk about, you know, again. How did you get started into the game, Fowl? You're a second generation, first generation. Let's just go ahead and get started with that. Well, of course, I'm. I'm a first. I was a first generation. My dad didn't have. He didn't have anything to do with game foul. And I okay. started in. I started in about. Uh, well, 1988. Uh, I, my cousin had a had a uh, uh, girlfriend and. Right. She was. Uh, he, he he. Her brother was the one that actually. You know was wanting to turn the roosters out at the house. Okay. So they, okay. I had a farm. My dad had a farm here. And uh, they, uh, he said, can you know, can we turn some roosters out there? And I said, well, sure. You know, he said, I've got a, a friend of mine's wanting to turn some roosters out somewhere in range and grow some babies up. You know? Right, right. So uh, he turned them out, and, man, they was beautiful. You know, I just 
I thought, man, them's the prettiest chickens. I, you know, right. I'd always seen this old meat right. chickens, you know. Right. And uh, he turned a massy hatch cock out and four hens. I think there was two brown reds and two Sid Taylors. And uh, he said, if we have any, you know, if we have any offspring, you keep them. You know, we really don't want, we, we want some pullets back, but we're not right. really worried about the stags, you know. And right. I said, oh, yeah, you know, I love to keep, I'll keep a few anyway. So right. I think we wound up having nine stags and, okay. I don't know, 15 or 20 pullets. And they took most of the pullets and left right. me the, they took one or two stags, but they left me the major, majority of the stags. I didn't know nothing about them, you know. Right. But uh, I just fed them. I throwed them some corn and, you know. <laughs> he said, oh, I'll get us some scratch, you know, just some cracked corn or something. Feed them. Right. So I just fed them corn and some water and kept them. Uh, but anyway, they wanted to, they wanted to, uh, um, they wanted me to uh, bring them about. I kept them a year, right. and they wanted me to bring them and 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 uh, to uh, all little get together they was having right. in about July. Right. And so I took it down, took them down there, and wound up winning, uh, uh, whooping two of theirs with one of mine. So what? a stag, two of their roost, two of their cocks. So, <laughs> so tell uh, me, and then. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, no, that's fine. But uh, anyway, make a long, long story short, it's a dog. You know, I, the, I met uh, Sharon, which was dating my cousin. Right. That's who turned the uh, roosters out, the trio out. And uh, right. her brother was who turned them out. And I met right. him and we started talking, dating. Right. And we we got married in 1990. So it was right. pretty much all, all you know, that's a total yeah, story dog. from that. that day right. it. But then, of course, I lost Mike in, in 2000. And, and uh four you know he okay. had uh he died of liver cancer we was married okay. 14 years and you know it was a hard loss for me and right and of course he lost his life but we thought right. we could we, there was something we couldn't overcome you know right right uh, right he lived 34 days once he found out he got it but we we done the chickens together and he loved it and i loved it and you know we we like i said we lived more in, in those 14 years we was married and most people live in a lifetime you know that's right and it That's was right. legal. It was legal here then, you know, still. And so we we done, you know, a lot of times it was hard. A lot of times it was hard. We had to. Right. We worked hard. You know, we right. got cows, three hundred head of cows twice a day, seven days a week, six days a week all the time, and seven days a week some of the time. Sometimes raised, raised tobacco, and and then we come in sometimes. You said hard. You didn't even feel like doing the chickens, you know. But you right. had to, you know, you, knew right. you had to take care of. That's right. That's uh, and right. And we did. We took care because when we went to the shows. It, back then, it was, you know, we, we either won or we didn't, like I said, we didn't eat, you know, or we didn't right. eat good. We might have right. to eat beanie weenies right. or, you know, <laughs> hot hot dogs or something, you know, we didn't eat much. Uh, if we lose, you know, if we win, we went ahead and went ahead and done good. It you had know, a we, decent dinner. That's huh? right. Decent that's right. Meal. I know that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, 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 Tammy, tell me this. So, what was the reason? Um, well, obviously, we know because of you had a farm that they wanted to go ahead and, and range the uh, the fowl out there where you were at. Mm -hmm. um, um, was there any particular reason they only wanted a few of the pullets? You know, did they just... You know, I don't know. Really, I never did really even ask, Mike. They kept... Uh... They kept a couple of the stags, but I don't know why. They they just picked up the – I don't know what they was doing with the bullets. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Of course, I didn't know nothing about it either then at that time, you know. Right. Uh, and Mike – but now we got – we wound up – he did have – he kept the – I know he had the Sid Taylors when we got married in 1990. Right. Uh, but we eventually let them go. They was just mean, man. They were so mean. They were? I don't know whether it was just – they were. The ones that he had were – uh, I don't know if it, you know, I've known other people that's had them on, in the past. I've run into them and they said, no, you know, theirs wasn't mean, but his was mean. They were really aggressive. They were, and of huh? course. Yeah, they were. And so, uh, but we didn't keep them long because I had to take care of them. <laughs> and I was, 
you know, he was out working in the tobacco and I was taking care of the chickens and me, me and them, me and the mean ones just didn't get along, you know. <laughs> it's so, tough raising uh, we mean didn't... birds, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I don't, you know, I, I mean, I understand if they're, you know, if they're uh, old roosters or something, you know, three or four years old and you've been breeding them, pulling hens out from them and right. stuff, they, they'll, you know, they will sometimes get a little bit aggressive, but, you know, they're not supposed to be that way right off the bat, you know, something's right. wrong. They're either sick or... Or they're not they're not a good quality line, you know. Right. As far as right. I'm concerned. That's my opinion, you know. That's right. That's right. So so tell uh, Tammy, tell me this. So, you know, with the lines you, you kept a couple of those pullets and you kept a couple stags. Um, was those was that the line that you started off with? No, 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 no. He kept they kept them and of course when I when I married Mike, he had the Bates hatch, he had the Manziel Gray, uh and uh, he had some butcher blood too, but we we wound up losing the butcher blood. Butcher blood was good. It come all that blood there had come from Leo Howard, no man up in the mountains in eastern Kentucky. Okay. Mike was a he worked for Branham Baker Coal Company. Okay, and he strip mined and he drove a hundred twenty ton uke up in eastern in in uh, uh, I think it was Pike County is where okay. he worked. Okay, uh, and so he he had seen Leo fighting in Bates Hatch and uh, and the uh, Manzel Gray. Okay. And they were good. Both lines were really good. And I've still got them here, to, you know, as close as I could keep them, you know, could that's keep right. them. But that's it right. takes it takes a lot of inbreeding and line breeding to keep them, which that's back, that's what, close to 30 years. 30 you know, years. 30 years ago. It takes that's a right. lot of inbreeding, line breeding to, to keep a line that long, you know. But they're still, I, I mean, they're they're close. You know, right. they're still close. And I've freshened a couple times over the years, but um they're still awful close to what they were I, I you know i can think back and remember them but now leo and them was tough 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 in the gaff i mean that's uh -huh. all they fought that's all they right. fought just about right of course that's all about we fought too we right. didn't there wasn't no there wasn't no short knife or long knife here right. you know back in the early back in the when i started much right you know you see a few fights but right. not many not many right uh so uh so that's that and, and so the baits hatch was good I, we knew it was and uh so that's where we started and then we run in 1995 i met daryl wilson over here at a local show mm -hmm. and uh, we were showing manzel grays and uh hatch grays half baits okay. hatch half manzel gray and okay. we won the derby that day and daryl told me a friend of mine knew daryl he could he, daryl was a, he fed for mr jumper from mid 70s to somewhere in mid 80s okay uh mr johnny jumper and of course everybody right. knew mr jumper right. you know but right. i knew daryl we'd seen him I, uh we knew daryl from had was tough you know he always had been tough and uh so he come up to me and he said i'd like to have some of that that gray blood and i said well you know i'll, I'll let you have some of it and he right. said i'd like to have it and uh, i we got to, i got to talking to him and so two weeks later we went back to the same place and i took him a trio of that great okay. book. Right. And uh, he said, what do I owe you for it? And I said, you don't owe me nothing. You know, and we'll give it right. to you. And right. He said, well, I can't. And they said, no, I'm going to pay you. I said, no, you don't owe me nothing. And I never had, I never had sold my roosters at that time. Right. You know, never had sold anything. Wow. Uh, just, yeah, just, just showed is all we done. But I, you know, I, I, my, I, we knew a friend of ours that the friend that introduced us to him, I knew him well. And so I just told her, I'll take them on, you know. Right. That's right. That's how a lot and, of good um, roosters are transferred from one hand oh, to yeah. the other. Yeah, yeah, a lot. I've given a lot away in over my in 30 right. years, you know, I've given a lot That's of right. good roosters away. And a lot of times people don't realize it when you first let them have them, but then they'll call you back later on, you know. It'd be like, wow, say, man, that, what, yeah, <laughs> what was that rooster you let me have, you know? You know well, you know, I ain't going to give you, if I, if I give you something bad, it ain't going to be because I know it. You know what I'm That's saying? Right. I mean, I'm That's gonna, right. I'm going to try to give some, if I'm, you know, you're going to try to help a beginner and you don't want to give him some kind of junk or something. That's you know, right. you can't do that. You got to. 
you got to do right, you know. That's right. Um, but then uh, the next year, well, no, it wasn't even that. Yeah, it was the next year. Because that was right in, it seems like that was in January. I guess it was the next, the next season, April, mm-hmm. about 80, 95, 96, somewhere in there. Daryl called me and he said, uh, he t- but he told us then, you know, when mm-hmm. I gave him the grace, he said, you all come get any, you know, he said, I want you to show you my blood. And he said, I want you to get you something, you know, take back with you. Right. We went over and met him. Me and Mike went over and talked to Daryl and stuff. And the first thing I got was a radio blood. And, it was a radio uh, blood. Radio blood. Yeah. Daryl told okay. me, he said, you pick anything you want out there. You know, he said, there's 12 or 14 stags out there, pure ones right there, line of them. He said, you walk through them, take anything you want, any one of them. Right. He said, uh, he said, I've got some sweater blood. It said it's 5,000 line. He said, you're welcome to one of them, too. And um, okay. so but he walked over at the radio, and he said, I don't, he said, now you take any one of them you want, but I like that little rooster right over on the end better than any of them. And I right, walked over, right. So I walked over and picked him up and took him with me. You know, that's, I said, this is one. Because, you know, he he knows his, he knew his foul, you know. That's right. And I know my foul, you know. And, right. You know, everybody knows their own foul. They're right. supposed to, you know, right. they and, and they're supposed to, they should know them and should know right. them better than anybody else, you know, and right. all fails are not the same. You know, all families are not the same. Um, and, and every family is different. So, um, I took his word at it. You know, he said mm-hmm. that was the best one because we're, we were, no matter who you're going to, if you're coming to me to buy roosters, you know, buying brood stock, you've right. got to trust me as a That's breeder. Right. That's if right. If you don't trust me as a breeder, you might as well go somewhere else, mm-hmm. you know, honestly. Mm-hmm. That's um, exactly so, right. Yeah. So, so, so uh, t- and, I'm sorry, Tammy. Go ahead. No, and, and so Daryl, uh, Daryl let me have uh, the radio blood, the yellow hatch blood, the sweat. Pretty, you know, he let me have all his lines, every one of right. them. Right. And in the next, uh, within the next three years, I had, yeah, he let me have them all. Uh, the only thing he didn't let me have was a straight, uh, a pure uh, radio hen. You know, and I asked him <laughs> one day. It's about two years into it. You know, and I and I told him he let me have some half and halves. He let me have some right. half sweater and half radio right. when I got the rooster, and he let me have some half sweater. Uh, I mean, half radio and half yellow hatch. And uh-huh. uh, so about two years later, I liked the radio blood a lot. You know, they all sang, they talked to you, you know, and carry. And of course, that's where they got their name, you know. Right. And they still do today. Uh-huh. Uh, but they would talk and drop their wing real, real easy to work with roosters. And I told him, I said, Daryl, I want a radio hen. He just looked down to the ground, you know. And I knew when he looked down at the ground, I was in trouble. Because he, like, me and Daryl never had a crossword. I still, he's still a good friend of mine. And he's right. way up in years now, but, you know, we've never had a crossword. But I'm telling you, he put you out there in a hurry if you didn't say, you know, if you said something wrong, you know. That's right. And, That's right. And an old timer, you know, old school. Right. And uh, I said, Daryl, I'd like to have a radio hand. He looked down at the ground. He said, Tammy, I work for Johnny, Mr. Jumper. And he said, I fed for him for over 10 years and, mm-hmm. and raised roosters for him. And he said, you know, he said he never did let me have a pure one. I said, whoa, that's good. And I don't that's have to right. ask no more, you know. I don't have to. Right. I, I knew I did no you know. But But that's when I was telling you, we, you know, uh, I just, we went to line breeding and inbreeding, you know, as soon as I got the blood because I knew it was good. You knew and, it was good, uh, exactly. Yeah. So tell me yeah. this, Tammy. Let's go back a little bit to your grades, you know, mm-hmm. the, what, what actually got, got his attention uh, mm-hmm. on you. They were obviously very good birds. What what was the qualities that you liked about them the most? You know, why were they so good in your eyes? Well, they were, uh, you know, I don't know how, they were supposed to have been Bobby Joe Manziel Sr., you know, the old mm-hmm. Bobby Joe Manziel. That's where Leo was supposed to have got them from. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were just, you know, tough roosters. They, they were. were tough, yeah. They were powerful. They powerful, but they would, you know, when they hit, they killed. 
you know. Wow. Uh, yeah, and they was just, uh, you know, head back, feet out, roosters, you know, mm-hmm. just uh, uh, no no silliness, no reaching in, no biting, no nothing mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, healthy, you know, they were good. They had good health, and they still they still do today. Uh, the gray, the Manziel Grays was good, and I've tried, and I've kept them as, you know, I've tried to keep them as straight as I could. Right. Um, but I feel like they were a hatch-based blood because they have they come green and and blue-legged, and straight and peak comb. But uh, and when I first got them, more of them come straight comb, and then I bred toward the peak comb side because here, of course, you know, in the wintertime we frostbite. That's right. And, you That's know, right. you have to not all of them, but some. Right. You know, but but you know, you start trimming three or four hundred a year. You know, you 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 start to. Um, like the pecan ones better that's right they're easier to trim (laughs) easier to get that mess off their head exactly exactly Uh so so you 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 you, that that was the base of your grades then obviously you you know got in a relationship and 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 um you know started to get the radios and additional blood from there and this Mm -hmm. is something that we kind of wanted to touch on uh more because again like you say you have had a lot of this blood for 20 plus years 25 26 years Mm -hmm. and it's still the same blood that you kind of started with from the beginning. So you, you explained last week, you kind of went into numbers and, and, and generations that you breathe to kind of maintain uh, what you have. And we'll talk about the freshen up thing later, mm-hmm. but, but go into a little detail, like you were trying to break it down to us last week about, you know, as far as percentages and, and how you tell, you know, when you went too far and when you need to bump it on back. So just start from the beginning with us on that. Well, you know, uh... When I first got the radio, of course, the radio and the sweater blood, I done the same thing with both families. Uh, I I took the radio blood and I bred, you know, I took the hens that he let me have. Mm-hmm. And I put, you know, because he told me, you know, you can breed into these hens. So I took, right. you know, I took the radio rooster. I single-mated him into two hen, two radio uh, hens, half radio. Okay. One of them was half uh, sweater and half radio. And the okay. other one was... Uh, half radio and half yellow like a hatch. Okay. And then I took a, I took, also took a... a straight um Bates hatch hen of, of mine and, or Mike's you know that right that my, well, my husband had had and I right. bred uh, I bred him over all three of those hens okay well he, then, then of course we that was a single mate three hens were single mated and we took a daughter back out of that mating right uh the nicest one from each hen and right we put back into him so okay. that goes back to three quarter of the cock Right, you know, and a quarter from from the bait side, a quarter from each of uh, the other hens. Each side. of the hens, right, right. And then we took, uh, um, you know, we out of that mating. Then we took another pullet. Uh, so we talking hen. about now we're going back. Well, we're going, the we're going back right? to seven. You're going back to seven eighths. Seven back eights. Seven okay. eighths of the cock. Yeah. Okay. That's right. And they were good too. You know, the first one, the 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 cross was good. Then the first right. mating back into the cock was good. Three quarters, seven eighths were good. Right. And then we went back the next time we pulled it. That was three years. The third time, that was 15 sixteenths back right. to the okay. cock. And I they were you. still good. They, they were, were still, still good. good. They were still good. So, there so, wasn't nothing, so we didn't lose no health. We didn't lose, you know, we didn't lose no, we didn't start losing bone structure. We went four times until the fourth time. When we went the fourth time back into the cock side, 30, 30 seconds, that's when, that's when it messed up. Guys would have messed up. Okay. Yep. They were gangly. They were weak. You know, their bone mm-hmm. structure wasn't good. It wasn't mm-hmm. solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and so uh, the only me. thing that worked, the only pin I kept it from was the one we'd put the radio rooster into the Bates hatch. That's the only one that I could that, that I could hold the four Four time. times. Four times. Yeah. 
and I'm assuming it's because it was so far apart. You know, the, the two hens already had radio blood in them, which I'm sure, you know, the radio was tight probably anyway, but right. from Daryl. You see right. what I'm saying? So it was probably, right. it was already Ken, I'm sure, but breedable. Right. You know, right. you know, that's like my family's here. I send out, you know, I send out sweater families and they'll say, are they kin? Yeah, they're kin right. because right. they're all from the same, they're from the same, same gene base. pool. Right. But you've got to go far enough apart. You know, you can go cousin, double first cousin, something, you know, to where, that's right. it, where it's not too inbred. Because when you start losing bone structure, when you mm -hmm. start getting crooked chest, when right. you start getting weak eyes, you know, your eye color is not good. You start right. getting pale eyes or, or not good and red, good, you know, right. bright red eyes. Right. If, you, if you notice chicks are not healthy, they're, they're weak, they're always sick, you know, right. stuff like that. All that's coming back to your, to, you know, it's easy to raise cross chicks. When that's you start right. Ra you can raise cross chicks and man, they're running everywhere, grabbing worms and, right. you know, you're like, man, these things is going great. But, you know, right. when you start ra raising chicks bred back from a cock that's bred back three times. That's right. Fifteen, sixteenths. Yeah. You know, if you, if you, ain't, they're not, they're not as easy to raise as chicks, you know, as cross that, chicks. That's a great point. And, 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 uh, and, uh, and actually, you know, that's the same thing they do with other animals. They do the same thing with dogs too. Oh yeah. Certain types of breed of dogs. And you're exactly mm -hmm. right. And it's almost like across the line, like more purebred stuff, animals, period are harder to breed, even more purebred, you know, horses, you know, oh, yeah, when they sure. start messing with it. And, and, and again, it's a lot of those health issues and stuff like that start to come up. So you're right. Breeding that stuff pure like that, it takes a lot more work. But tell me this. So when you went into, and I know you, you took out, you know, the best looking hens to go back to the cock. Like, how was the rest, rest of the hatch? I, we know you took the best looking hen, but the rest of them, did they look fairly decent or, or you know, what was the percentage? Oh, as yeah. As yeah. The first, you know, especially the first time, the first time I went into the two, you know, to the to two original hens I got from Daryl, the first time they were, all of them were pretty, they were pretty uniform, you okay. know, but, but by going back to, you know, especially the first cross, but when I went back to I, me, knowing I was going back in with, for long term, you know, that's right. To try to line breed then, you know, I, I, I picked the, you know, I picked the stoutest, the heaviest bone, you right. know, because you're going to, that's the first things that's going to go is your that's bone structure. Your, right. Yeah. And the bright red eyes, you know, and <laughs> plus radio, you know, you can look at the original radio cop from that jump, Mr. Jumper posted, mm -hmm. you know, and the, he was not, you know, he, he was a fairly light eyed cock anyway, you know, so oh. that was one, that was one deal that, and Daryl showed me that, you know, uh, but man, they were a super family. They had to be, you know, um, right. because, but, but, uh, and not saying that, you know, but, but you know what I'm talking about, the red, the good red eyes is a trait in, in the game foul, unless they're going back toward the ACL side, you know, or the, or the, the heavy blood, you know, mm -hmm. the, the mm -hmm. Shamus or whatever, right. the ACLs. But uh, even Daryl told me, he said, you know, I'll show you, and he showed me the picture, you know, he said the radio has the, the weakest point about them, or I think the weakest point, Daryl told me himself, he said, is their eyes. You know, mm -hmm. it's hard to get the good, bright, red-eyed radios, you know. Wow. And, uh, so when I picked the pullets, I kept that in mind, you know, and picked the bright red eyes because bright, I knew that eyes. was already a bad, that was already a, a weaker, a weaker trait. A weaker trait. Right, right, Correct. right, right. Um, so that's that's so. that's that's the point I was trying to get to because, like you say, you knew where you were going long term. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of wanted to get an understanding. Did that change the way? Um, obviously, that kind of changed the way you had to kind of select them because, like you say, since you know you was going for the long term, maybe I need to pick out the ones 
that I know the genetics is probably going to attack the, the first, you know, the bone density, the eye color, all that right. kind of stuff. So you you chose uh, pullets that were strong in those areas. This way you can go a couple more generations before it really start kicking in, right? Right, right. That's what you, that, you know, that's what I try to do. That's what we've always tried to do. And, uh, and, and two, I worked for a veterinarian for a couple of years, so it, ha- it kind of helped me out too, you know. Uh, right. right out when I, you know, back when I was young, real young, 17, 18 years old, I went to work for a veterinarian and right. he told me, you know, and he knew a lot about it too. So I picked it up from him too. Uh, you know, it helped me. Right. Um, you know, but, but, and, and a lot of luck and meeting the right people, you know, there's right. a lot of things got to come together to get good bloodlines, you know, especially back then, because mm-hmm. it, it was hard to get, you know, it's like, you just didn't, a lot of people were real tight on their bloodlines, you mm-hmm. know, they just wouldn't let it out, you know, right like now. Nowadays, people's got more, a little bit, you know, a little bit more access. Sales. Yeah, 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 a little bit know. more access. But back right. then, you just about had to know somebody in the clicker. You just didn't get it, especially in your area. You know what I'm talking about. Right, right. And not only, I guess, with bloodlines, but also with the other aspects and knowledge of the sport, too. A lot of everything was kind oh, of yeah. tight lip across the board because everybody yeah. felt as though that was my advantage. You know, the more right. I know, you know, this way, the more I know increases my chances of staying in the position yeah. that I am or, or, or getting further. So, right. you know, you're not the only one that came on and said, hey, back in the day, knowledge was hard to come by. That's you right. know, bloodlines was hard to come by. Good birds are hard to come by. Yeah. Now we kind of on the flip side. Like you say, you know, we got breeders like yourself that that give access to 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 a lot of beginners and people from all uh, all, mm-hmm. all over the world that they have now more access to better stock. So it seems like our challenge now is the knowledge base as far as care, breeding, how to maintain right. a line and all that kind of stuff. So, so with, with, with that being said, okay, so you got the line, you, you went four times with, with one pair mm-hmm. and uh, was able to be successful with that one mm-hmm. pair. You, you probably figured because it was kind of started off the loosest bread from the beginning, right, right. the rest of it was probably closer related. So it kind of folded what you say under, under, by the third we kept it, yeah, I kept, right, third generation on the radio side, you know, that's, uh, that was, the, I seen that they were still, everything was good with them, so that's where we left them. You know, I kept some pins that was seven-eighths also, right. and some that was three-quarter, because they were good, too, but, right. uh, and then on the, but on the, you know, on, on the, once you got up past the third time, it was just, you know, stuff was starting to happen, so I said, well, that's far enough, you know. Okay, And then okay. everything, all the radio blood I've got now is based from those, those pins, you know, that I kept, and same thing right. with the sweater. Uh, right. You know, we done the same thing on the sweater lines. Uh, he was he was a little more. He he let me have some straight sweater blood. You know, to breed, start off breeding straight. You know, so right. that helped. But but I had to breed uh, with the radio. I had to. You know, I never did actually have what you say appear. You know, far as he and he told me he said, you know, I never did get a pure radio. He said Johnny told me that you know no you know it's not they're not she's not leaving here they're not leaving here you know right so right. I had to tell you know. So what else are you gonna do? That's why right. I had to start line breeding and inbreeding because I wanted to make back to back to the cock side too. And some families will take inbreeding and line breeding, and some families won't. That's you know, a great point. And some will take more, and some will take more than others. You know, like there's not point. a there's not a lot of families that'll take. I mean, three times is a lot of inbreeding. It's a lot of line breeding. Th- yeah, and th- inbreeding. Th- that's right. It, and it's, it's a both. Lot. That's right. And considering the fact that yours was still functional, you just wasn't doing it just to do it. They no. just have, you know, three quarters and all that, seven eighths on a, uh, on no. a yard. You wasn't doing it just to do it. You was no. actually doing it to make sure they were functional. That's you right. Know, they were they still would, functional. That's right. And still now today, that's what I still, you know, look for. I look for, you know, we breed 
the first two things we breed for is ability and health. Mm-hmm. That's the first two things I breed for. You know, ability I, I know health. ability and health. Th- those two things right there. Uh, you know, if, if, without those two, I think, you know, I think everything else is obsolete. Really. Everything else is obsolete. That's right. You know, you've got right. a real beautiful rooster. His tail's dragging the ground. He's perfect to look at, but he can't mm-hmm. got no ability and he ain't got That's no right. health. You know, right. either one, if he's lacking either one of those. That's you right. Can't go, you can't, you're stopped right there. You, you can't can do a, nothing with it. You can That's look right. at him. You can look at him. You know, so, so, so basically, you know, that's where, that's where you was your determining factor. So by that third generation, after that, they were losing health and ability from there. So he said, oh, it's a done deal. Yeah, bone structure, too. It's quit. Bone we just stopped right too. there. I didn't go, didn't try to go no further. You know. Got you, got you. So, yeah. so we had three times. You knew we couldn't go four. You had just one pair that you was able to go four. Maybe because, mm-hmm. like you say, it might have been loosely breaded from the beginning. So, right. So let's talk about, and, and, and what I would like to know is, how did you learn? You know, was it just experiment, or did you get some advice on, hey, try it another time, try it another time, try it, or is that something that you learned or something you just experimented well, with? Well, I picked it up from, you know, that's what I said. I, had a, I worked for a veterinary. You know, I, oh. uh, I didn't have sense enough to stay in high school, so I quit the, my junior year of high school, and I went to work as soon as I Kinda quit. Kind of sound like me. <laughs> my daddy told me, he said, you're gonna quit if you're gonna quit school. You're gonna go to work. That's you know, right. You're gonna get a that's job. Right. Oh, you're gonna be that's sitting around. <laughs> so I went to work. You know, and, and I should have stayed in school. You know, don't never don't. You know, you don't. I, I so I tell my little one. You know what? Right. Get this right here. Get this, right. and that'll right. that'll make everything else a lot easier. You know, that's right. I had to that's learn right. the hard way and the rough way, but you but know, we learned the way some... we learned. We we yeah. turned out okay. Yeah, I, I, I tracked <laughs> down the same right. path you did. I I just always say I turned out okay. It might not be. You know, I've, never been, upon, I've never been inside of jail, never, never been in no serious trouble. That's right. So, you know, that's, that's right. But anyway, <laughs> that's, but, but, you know, uh, we'll be boring these people here in a minute. They'll be shutting <laughs> us off. Uh, but, uh, but no, you know, that's, I picked up a lot from him. I went to work right. for the veterinary and, and he taught me a lot. He told me how, you know, what, you know, if you're going to go, I'm like, well, how much is that? You know, I'm, I was figuring, you know, he's like, right. well, if you go back three times, you got 15, 16 the cockside, you know. And you got, because he was an equine, he was a specialist in equine, but he done small animal too. Wow. Uh, you know, horses. So, so it helped me. He's still alive. He's still alive. I went and seen him the other day. He's 85 years old. And, wow. Yeah. So you he got me, your said, inside the, yeah. techniques from a veterinarian. Huh? Yeah, he helped me. He helped me a lot. He said, you're the best. He said, you, you're still, to, he said, I still, he said, you're still the best help I've ever had. And uh, he wow. told me that the other day, but yeah, he's a good, good fellow. Wow. Um, but anyway, so, I think it helped me a lot, you know, and, and especially on the vaccinations. He told me, you know, you need to get on a vaccination program and, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. So Right. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I guess it, it really came in handy because, you know, he was he was kind of telling you, especially at that time when a lot of stuff was tight lipped, you probably wouldn't have found nobody out there kind of guiding you down there. He probably told you from the door, oh, you know, you don't want to do it more than two times and that's it. But that veterinarian actually gave you the confidence to, hey, keep on trying it. Yeah, this he did. This is what you have mm-hmm. and this is how you select out to determine if you went too far or how to continue on going. That's right. Yeah. So, so, so tell me this, um, you know, new guy getting into sport, you know, uh, come to you just buying brood stock, want to be a successful breeder, love the sport. Um, he's coming to you. Do you sell pures or, yeah, or, sure. okay. Yeah, you we sell do. Pures. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the word pure. I know you and I have talked about it uh, uh, before, and we mm-hmm. kind of said, hey, pure is, is, is actually what the breeder is. So, so right. t- tell us a little bit about what your definition of pure is. Well, to me, you know, pure is based on that, those families that 
you know, that I made when mm -hmm. I went back to 15, 16 to the cock and, and anybody can do it, you know, right. but you've got to, you know, you can't like you got a good rooster out here and say he you like him real well you know okay you go get a hen that's uh say he's a whatever if you say he's a radio and you go get a hatch hen you know right. and you breed them the first time right. he's ha they're half and half you know okay. there's no way, other way to look at it that's right and, and until really you know okay well those offspring are good you know right you, you can't obviously sell those for pure they're not pure they're half that's one right. blood and half another blood well right. you know you can't if you go out here and bring in a say a white apple and mm -hmm. you breed him. You breed him over a daughter. Then you right. then you got another line missed. You know, in there. So you That's can't right. do that. I mean, pure right. has got to be line bred and inbred. Other word, you know, tight around a family. Mm -hmm. To me, mm -hmm. to me, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and like I said, if you don't line breed and inbreed, then I don't know. You know how how are you going to keep going unless you buy pure from a breeder? You know, you can go. You can do that. You can buy pure from a breeder and breed those pins pure, and then make your crosses. But right. then eventually you've still got to either you've either got to go you've got to out you you've got to bring new blood in right and breed it you see mm -hmm. what I'm saying or mm -hmm. you can inbreed and line breed that's the only choices you've got and to me breeding bringing blood in and we did go places and try to you know we tried to find blood back then you know back in the time right uh, but everything we brought in was lesser than what we had right so I'm like you know if you're gonna bring something in and breed something lesser. Right. Where are you going? You're going backwards. You're going backwards. You're going, you know, backwards. you're going backwards. So what's, you know, if you can't find as good as you've got. Right. Or better than. Right. Then, then you're better off to line breed and inbreed. As far right. as I'm concerned. You know, well, if well, the family, I mean, I if the family will take it. Yeah, I think that's kind of yeah. logic. And, and if you're not looking yeah. at it like that, then you just really just spinning your wheels. I mean, you, you can, yeah. you can realize it now to realize it later, but you will realize it that that's yeah. a bad concept. That's so, right. So, it, it, like you say, so also we talked about the fact that when you say you're bringing in, 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 in new blood and, and, and freshen it up and stuff like that, you also talked about another way that you do. You know, you let some of your families go off to, right. to, to different breeds. So explain a little bit about that concept. Well, you've got, uh, you know, you've got people that, you know, over the years I've met people that I felt like, you know, would listen somewhat and and knew what they were doing too and took good care of their fowl that's 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 a big part of it too you've got to right. find somebody that's going to take care of those birds you know that's right. going to give them the vaccines they need give them the treatment they need that's a big huge part of it and you can let out some fowl to some people you know and tell them hey look you know maybe maybe it's somebody that you know you know and say mm -hmm. here take this trio right. and try them if you like them maybe sometime down the road i'll or take this pair right. down the road i'll get something back from you you know right because no matter, we talked about it before, you know, if I let you, even though they come from me, you take them, mm -hmm. keep them five years, you've changed them. You know okay. what I'm saying? Either right. you've changed those, those birds, you've changed right. that line. Right. Uh, Ten years, you know. Uh, but, but there's people that'll do it, and maybe they may change it for the better. Mm -hmm. You know, or, mm -hmm. or, you know, it may be or it may be still as good and it may be changed for the worse. You know, right. you never you don't know for sure. I mean, it's That's a trial right. and error thing. But right. I do do that. I, I have let some bloods out, and I've got some people now that's got my bloods, and and I can go back to them. But then there's some people you're going to let out, you know, that's going to buy, that's mm -hmm. going to buy chickens. You know, you just can't trust everybody. You, you know, just can't trust everybody. You've got right. to have somebody that you're going to know that's going to tell you, you know what, I put a little bit of this in there. And right. then you know it's in there. Or either right. they say, I ain't put nothing in there. And right. I've lined bread and inbred. You know, you got right. you got to have somebody that's close enough to you that, that they ain't going to tell you, you know, something 
that's not true. You know, that's not true. And and so basically, what you do is when they go out, when you when 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 you know you find that person that you can trust, and they they carry that line from that pair or something like that, you know, four, five, six, seven years, and you kind of want to add some fresher blood in it. It's fresh, but it's also well, it's fresh, but it's still the same line. Tell me about that. Why, that's right. You, you know, explain yeah. a little bit in detail about that. Well, if you, you know, you go, you're going back, it come from, you know, if, if you say you let it out, it come from here. Well, it's sweater blood. Okay. I'm right. going back over here. This breeder, you know, every breeder's got a little, little different way of breeding, you know, mm -hmm. so, so he, maybe he's going to put, uh, maybe he, he's got uh, a hatch family that he likes and he's mm -hmm. going to put it, put a little bit of hatch in there and he's going right. to line breed it out. You know, that's what I done with, I put a little bit of hatch in all my bloods and then I bred it back out down to, you know, 15, 16 or seven, okay. eight. And okay. it doesn't necessarily mean that it's, it's bad. It's not, uh, you know, it's not, uh, maybe it's, it's not, you know, a lot of people say, ah, well, that ain't pure, but right. you know what, what is, what is pure anymore? Right. Then you that know, goes back to what you were saying. It, pure is what right. you, what, what the breeder creates. Right. You go back into three, you take a, a cock and you go back to him three times. That's 15, mm -hmm. 16. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a, that's pure. That's, that's, that's right. close enough. I mean, that, mm -hmm. if, if, if that sixteenth that's in there is going to hurt him, <laughs> then you're ruined anyway. You know, it ain't, you, you, you shouldn't have been there in the start. That's right. You know, really. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, so, and I, ta and I tell people, you know, but, you know, I usually, I, if they, if they ask, I tell them if I don't, you know, I, I, you don't even have to get into that because every, right. like I said, every breeder does his own thing. That's you know, right. I went back to Jason Daniel. I went back to Gator for some yellow hatch bud. Mm -hmm. Why did I go back to him? Because I've seen him over the years. I know right. him. He's a friend of mine. Right. I know he's trustworthy. Right. You know, his word's good. If he tells right. you something wrong, it's because he didn't know it. He's like That's myself. Right. You know, he's right. not going to tell you. But now there is people that will lead you in the wrong direction, unfortunately. Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? There is, mm -hmm. there's, 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 there's people out there that ain't going to tell you right. They ain't right. going to be straight up with you. That's but, right. you know, I knew Gator was good. I knew his right. word was good. And I knew his right. birds was good because I'd seen right. him. So I went back to him and I freshened up a couple of my yellow-legged hatch pins. Did I use them in all of them? No, but I didn't. Right. But I wasn't. I was needing them in certain pins. You see That's what I'm right. saying? That's right. That's so, right. So, so now, if it, say you know, sometime or another, you know, Gator, he can, he can come, and, and you know what? You know, he he didn't. How much did I pay for it? Nothing. He let me have the bird. You right. know what I'm saying? Because we right. know each other, and I'm friends right. with him. Right. And, and it, not to say that probably, he's going to get me in trouble. I'll get him in trouble. <laughs> he's going to say, man, everybody's going to say, you let me get But, you know, that ain't – but we 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 done a little trading. I'll put it right. like that, you know. Right. And you can trade families with people, you know, mm -hmm. if you know you can trust them. You know, right. to, to tell you what they not, – not to necessarily tell you, you know, you, 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 you let them do their own thing, but they've got to tell you, hey, look, I put this in there. You need to That's know right. it's in there. You know, you need That's to know right. how much of it's in there. Mm -hmm. So you can go with it a different direction if you want to. Right. And, and, and then, like I say, you know, so, so you bring in a little freshen up, but then you pretty much what you do is you still start that same system over again. You bring in that fresh blood, infuse it. And then you start your repeat system that over again, right. you know, right. back you bring it back, back out. Right? Yeah. 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 And gotcha. that, now that's, for, that's for pure lines. You know, that's mm -hmm. for, for your pure lines. And then cross the crossing's easy. You know, you can, right. you know, the cross to make crosses, you know, it's, you just take, you know, and, and the first thing, you know, you've got to go with a breeder too, that knows what they're doing, you know, and Gator's bud's good. And, and then Mr. I went back to Mr. Neal's side on his sweater mm -hmm. and on his mm -hmm. gilso. I got right. some of that blood, and I, but it was still Mr. Neal's sweater. See, where'd it come from? Mr. Jumper. Where'd his, right. where'd his calso come from? 
Mr. Jumper. You see what I'm saying? So right. I went back to uh, I went back to somebody I knew that, that that those families had come from there in the start. That's from where the it came from. Anyway, yeah, from the right. beginning. Yeah, that's right. And, and then that's you know, right. so and, and too, you know, it's it's just it's 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 some luck. You know, you got to get to know the right people. You know, especially mm -hmm. back in the day. Nowadays, mm -hmm. I think people are more lax on it. You know, like you said, right? More, people's more relaxed and trying to trying to get more people involved in helping people so they don't fail and so we can keep right. this sport alive. You know, that's exactly right. And that's why I think the key is that education because again, right. you know, people go out. They use they they take their hard armor and they put the work in, but a lot of times yeah. they don't have the education, they don't have the knowledge. So a lot of times they're working backwards, not intentionally, but they're that's working right. backwards because they don't know no better. So that's, right. that's why I just feel as though the education part is 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 key to having this thing get better and better generation after generation. When people it start is. withholding information and holding it, it back, thinking they're, you know, it's going to give them that advantage and I need to go to my grade with this information. I always say, well. What is this sport? Is it self-serving or are you yeah. giving something back? Because, you know, yeah. that, that's one of the keys. Everybody's not lazy. Everybody who's not doing no. well, they're not doing well because they're, they're lazy. They're not no. doing well because they're not, they just don't have access to the knowledge. They got no. all the best intention. They go out, right. they try to find the best breeders. They save their money up. They try to get a good pair, a good treat, yeah. to start off right. But a lot of times they don't have access, like you were saying, if, a little while ago, sometimes people would stare you in the wrong direction. That's you right. Know, maybe they don't like the fact that you got that really good pair from a really good breeder. So right. you have to kind yeah. of be careful who you listen to. And, um, and, you know, those people that work hard and stuff, you know, they work hard, take care of the birds and do what right. they're supposed to do. You know, they deserve, they deserve to do well. You know, mm -hmm. I know I've been there. It's hard. You know what I'm That's saying? Right. It's a hard, it's hard. It's not easy. You know, especially when you get up raising, you know, even three or four hundred, two or three hundred birds, you know, is, is if you took care of them, if you take care of them right, it's a job. It's a lot you know, of work. It's a, it's a lot of work, you know, right. and, and, and I want, you know, when people come to me, I want them to do well, you know, I want them right. to do good. So uh, I think people need to share what they, you know, I think they need to share what they know, you know, I, especially I the older, especially the older breeders, you know, that, mm -hmm. that's been through the rough times, been through the hard times, you know. Right. That's exactly um, right. So, so you know, I'm I'm glad you went into kind of detail because that kind of tells us what your selection process was. You know, mm -hmm. even from the beginning, when you go into the pure side, you know, the thing that you look for, you know, genetics from inbreeding is going to attack certain characteristics of a bird. Right. So, you know, you want to start off with a very strong bird that has the strong characteristics that you know is going to be attacked by the genetics and kind of go from there. But still on the selection side, you still got to try to select. So... Is there any particulars, you know, you talked about the eye color, the bone density and stuff like that. As far as confirmation or, you know, tail position, anything well, like that that you look for? Well, oh, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, well, you do. You know, you look, you want a 45 degree tail. You know, you want all that to fall into place. Mm -hmm. And and usually with good families, it's bred mm -hmm. good. And you, you watch that. It does fall into place. Right. You know. Uh, but you're going to have families that don't blend well. You know, all mm -hmm. families don't blend well. Right. Uh, but you've got to look for the total package. You know, you've got to look, like I said, first thing I think is, is your ability and your mm -hmm. health. That's the two mm -hmm. most important things. Then you want to, you know, you want a good look. To me, I want a, I want a medium high station broodcock. Medium, medium high, high station. Medium high station. That's, medium my, high that's, station. that's what I aim at. I, I also want a rooster that, uh, you know, I want, a, I want a brood rooster or a brood stag that is uh that he's happy you know he he right. has good he has a good day every day 
You know, Good day I, I every look day. For that. I look for that. Yes, I do. I want him to come out. You know, I I want him to come out there and drop his wing to me. I want him to be talking. I want him to come out there and eat good every day. You know, I'll, sometimes I'll pick thirty. Say I may pick thirty sweater stags and I'll put them all in one yard. Right. Um, you know, and I go through there daily, right. daily, and I look daily. at those roosters. Not not yeah, we feed them and we water, but right. then I go back through them after I'm done with that. You know, mm-hmm. and I I pay attention to what they're doing. You know, when I right. go through there, if, if I've got one that he's, you know, he's pulling away from me, he don't necessarily, he don't want to be around you. He wants to be away from me. He wants right. to get away. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, not, mm-hmm. not, not, not just the first time he's been on court, apparently, right. but you know, we, two or three, four weeks afterwards, you know, I, I, that's not a breed cock. That's got not a breed stag. I pick him up. You know where he goes? Bam. He goes to the cross yard. Got you. Because, got you. because he's just not, he's not there. Not you know, there. He's not. He's not there mentally, and mentally. not when not when he's got twenty or thirty brothers doing ops. You know, he's got that's brothers right. That's do, You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you just yes. got one of them, then you can kind of take a little more time at him, pull him back, and see what's happening. You know, with him. But when you've got fifteen brothers out there, tw- uh, fourteen of them's pulling towards you, and one of them's pulling away from you. You take that one that's pulling away from you, you put him in the cross yard, and you send him on. You that's know, right. to, to, uh, for as a crosser, so you right. take him and test him, or right. let him come turn a two year old, take him and test him. You know. That's right. That's right. Uh-huh. So, so yeah. that that's a great point because it ain't just all about the the percentages and the blood. No, you still got to have that no. attitude. You know, it yeah. ain't even just about like I guess, like you said, it's the total package. It's not just even the confirmation. And now, what no, you're it's not about, about the look. Right. It's not just about the looks. You know, you can't just you can't just have a pretty rooster. I mean, right. pretty roosters don't get it done all the time. That's right. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, he ain't too pretty when he comes out of there upside down. <laughs> You know, it's like Gator said, you know, you've got, and, and, I, and, and I know what he's talking about. You know, right. he's got to bring the money home. That's right. That's the that's bottom exactly thing. That's exactly right. You know, that's what, that's what it's all about. So if he don't do that, if he don't bring the trophy, if that family don't bring, I look for, you know, I'm trying to look for a producer. And I've got, and, and a lot of my birds are like that now. They, I'm wanting a, a rooster that produces producers. Produces producers. That's a right. rooster that produces producers. That's right. You're looking for a you're looking for a, a rooster that those okay, say I've got fifteen sweater stags out here. Right. I sell four I sell all fifteen of them. Right. Uh that I've selected out. You know, I pre selected right. them. I took that one out that I've talked about, you know, that don't right. like, he That's don't want right. to be around you. Okay, I've got fifteen out here, I sell them all, all fifteen of them. All fifteen of those people come back to me and say, you know what? Or these are the best roosters I've had. Mm-hmm. these are the you know these are so far they're they're doing you know they're awesome the chicks right. are easy to raise they're healthy right. you know right that's when you know then he is a producer of producers of producers and that, that's that's, right. that's and that's not easy i guess to come by it's not no it's not that's, it's that's not. not easy to come by but you're exactly right so basically what you're looking for that's a sign to tell you that that brew cock is throwing them genetics, right? That's right. That, that's that right. He's, he, he's right. throwing off that blood. He's just that's not right. producing performance and all this and that. He's producing brood cocks that actually can produce the performers and all of this kind of stuff, right? That's right. The health that's what and you're all of that. For. So yeah. that's what you're looking for. Yeah. Um, another great point is, is, like you say, you know, we talked about the eye color, the bone structure, the breastbone, you know, the tail position, all of that, the station. But the key also, too, is that mental aspect because he can have a breast bone and bone structure, confirmation tail, all that. But like you said, if he's constantly pulling to the end of the cord, you're like, well, you know, he might not be wrapped too tight on this one. You know what I mean? He, That's he's, right. He's, he's mentally not 100% confident. And at this stage, he should be. 
He yes, should right. be confident. Yeah. Right, I got you. So it's the whole entire package um, yeah. because as a broodcock, that's what you need to start off with because if you're not starting off with the entire package, you're already starting off behind the eight ball, basically. That's right. That's right. And when you start line breeding and breeding those families, that'll tell you quick. You know what I'm saying? That'll tell right. you quick what, which right. way if, you, if it's going wrong or going. Even, even with the first time, even uh, three-quarter of the cock, you know, right. when you start going, when you go back to his daughter the first time, even those roosters, you can, you know, if you, if it's not, if it's not going to work, you'll know it, you know, most, most likely you can watch it and, and tell if it's not going to work. That so, rooster, those roosters will act, you know, they just don't act, you know, you want a rooster, he's, he's supposed to, you know, they're supposed to be, be, be happy. They're be supposed happy. to be happy. I've got, yeah, I've got, you know, a lot of times, you know, we've got roosters out here in the middle of winter and they're still dragging their wings towards you, you know, in that snow. That's, that, eat, that's right. And you know what? Now that you say that, because I don't want to jump too far ahead, but I do want you to tell tell the viewers about that. You know, um, one of the reasons that that this 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 brewcock stood out to you, you said every time you would go out there, it could be eight inches of snow. He still would come out the barrel. Tell, tell the viewers about that. What really caught yeah. your eye with that one? Well, he was a medium station sweater rooster as a stag. Uh, he was out of a single mate pen. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I kept one of I kept his brother also. I kept two of his brothers, matter of fact. Okay. And uh, I sold three or four of his brothers. And he mm -hmm. was the original double nose rooster, the first one I ever marked double nose. And he was he's the daddy or granddaddy of almost all the double noses I've, I've sent out of here. And there's been a lot of them go out of here. Double nose, the double nose mark pen. We that's just what we call them, you know, because okay. we cut both noses. Right. Uh, but he was a medium station rooster. And he wasn't real. He 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 just he just wasn't real. You know, he was just he he had no white in his tail. You know, he didn't have no chrome on him. He just had the black tail. And, but he was just common looking. You know, right. when you looked at him, you know, he did, he wasn't ugly, but he wasn't. Right. You know, he wasn't one of them men you say, man, he's a man. He's nice. He, you he, know, he just wasn't one of them. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh -huh. But he stood out there the whole time as a stag. Of course, I pinned him. He went to Tycord. Right. And the reason I remember him is because I wound up keeping him. But but now okay. that I look, once I kept him, you know, I look back to think, and, you know, he stood out there the whole stag season. There was a mm -hmm. lot of people come through here. I didn't pick him myself, you know. But something about him kept him to, that I liked about him, kept him on that pure yard because he didn't right. make it to the cross yard. But gotcha. every time he'd come out of there, you know, pouring down rain, he'd come out, talking to you, dropping his wing, coming to eat. Same thing in the wintertime. He went through the winter here. Uh, snows would come, you know, the snow comes, that to, you know, you'd see the other one sitting in the barrel looking out, seeing, you know, right, <laughs> he'd come right, out, right. you know, he'd come out and meet you, you know. And so the second year, when he was here as a two-year-old, I sparred him too a couple times. Mm -hmm. Man, he just, bam, just annihilated the other rooster, you know, and I'm like, whoa, wait a minute here. Now. Right. <laughs> you know, right, I'm going to pay a little right. closer attention to you. And then he just never had a bad day. He never had a bad day. But he was not one of them I mean, 90 percent of the people probably wasn't even a bred him. I bred him because he just never had a bad day. Never had and a he bad was, day. That's right, and he turned out to be probably the best rooster I ever owned, one wow. of the best producers I've ever had. Yeah. Wow! And you said that many times people walked past him and all of that, huh? Yeah, he was for sale <laughs> at one <Wow>. time. <laughs> at one time he was, <laughs> but you know, then I. I wound up breeding him. Uh, I, it, well, matter of fact, last year was uh, he went. He was he was no good last year. He went sterile for on me last year. But he was uh, maybe I don't know seven, 
maybe seven. Wow. I have to look back in the books. But he was the yeah, but he's produced so many. I mean, he's produced, and he was one of them that produced producers. Produce, you know what I'm saying? He produces. produced. That's right. Every everybody that got one of them, they'd say, "Man, I'm telling you, I want another one. You know, I want another one. I want right. another one. because he right. Just, so so he has actually produced some more brew cocks on your yard. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll show you one when you come visit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> couple. Yeah, and I've sold a lot of them too. You know, I saw you have. I tell some, yeah, oh yeah. I tell then that's what I say. You know, sometimes you know people will say, "Well, you sell your breed?" No, no, I don't. Once I breed them, because I'm line breeding and inbreeding. That's you know, right. I run a line breeding inbreeding program, and if, and that don't mean that you know I, I just I can't because right. if I'm going to keep in my program and I need him to breed and you've got him, you know, I can't get him back. That's you know, right. So. That's right. And, and and Tammy, that's a great point, and I'm glad you brought that up because that that kind of defines this myth of, oh well, you know, they're not going to say the best and this, this, and that. Well, that kind of goes back to one, like you say, I cannot say the one that I'm breeding because of the program that I run, mm -hmm. but the way you breed, you you breed brewcocks that produce brewcocks, so you're selling still the same quality that you have in your yard that that's you're my using in your that, program. That's what I aim to do. Yeah, that's what, I'm try that's what I've tried to do. And I think that's what's got me where I'm at. You know, that's what's got me where I'm at today. So uh, that's what I've tried to do, and I think I've been pretty successful at it. You know, uh, I've, you know, of course, I don't know how many, you know, there, there's a lot of roosters left out of here. Uh, and, and, but overall, I have to say, you know, my the people that's bought from me are, are happy, you know, right. happy with the roosters. And, and that's what I aim to do. You know, I aim to make them, make them happy, you know. Um, so that's, so it, that's, it, that's, that's, that's success well, for me. Well, de yeah. definitely success. And I think, like you say, it, it won't take long to get around. You know, it, it won't take long to get around. On a, on a good end, and it won't take long at all to get that's, around on a bad That's right. End. If, that's if, right. I promise if you. If it's going out yeah. bad, it ain't going to yeah. take number two hot seconds. That's a right. A hot They're, season, and you your name is going to be in the trash can if you're not I if you're not doing the right you. thing. That's right. And you've got that's why you've got to know. You know, you've got to check those roosters. You know, you've got to have a system where you check. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. you've got to go. You've got to go to the shows. You've got to do right. some stuff here at the house. Right. And you're figuring out, you know, where you can figure it out if it's going bad. Because anybody, you know, I've heard people say, oh, well, I got one from him, blah, 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 quit and this and that. Right. Well, you know, it could be one, it could be care. You've yep. got to, you know, there's people that, that thinks it's all in the blood and it don't matter. Long, You know, he's out there in July on the lake with his buddies uh, <laughs> skiing mm -hmm. and his rooster standing in a pen. You know, I had a friend of mine, a good friend of mine told me one time, he said, uh, I said, he said, I've been over at so-and-so's, and I won't call no names, but right, he said, right. I've been over at so-and-so's checking out his sweater. And I said, oh, he's got sweater. And he said, yeah. I said, what kind of sweater's he got? He said, instant. I said, what? He said, instant sweater. I said, what are you talking about? He said, just add water. Just what? add water. Just add water. He said they, was, they didn't even have no water cups. What? He said it, it, yeah, it was the middle of summertime, and this person didn't even have no water cups, you know. So he said they was instant sweater. Just add water. <laughs> But you just know they never talking about. That's right. That's, they, you know when he's off with his buddy skiing in the lake and it's mm -hmm. uh, 110 degrees at home mm -hmm. and your roosters are standing in without no water cups. Mm -hmm. You know those people don't need chickens. That's they, exactly they don't deserve right. roosters. You know That's they don't. Right. And then a lot of them will say, you know, well I got it from home and so and he quit. But you know what? It ain't the breeder's fault. That's it's right. Their fault. 
That's right. That's, that's right. You know, I do and, my part here on my end. Gator mm-hmm. does his part on his end. This mm-hmm. other breeder does his part on his end. Right. You've got to do your part on your end. That's and right. Got, and the people that does their part, yes. Mm-hmm. You know what? They have Those success. People, that's right. They and, have and then success. I had a guy, you know, then I had a person send me a rooster. You know, he called me. Uh, I sent him a two-year-old yellow-legged hatch rooster. Mm-hmm. Okay, first year. Uh, this rooster ain't getting no eggs. The eggs aren't fertile. I said, that there's no reason, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. a hen will go bad, but I probably, right. I don't think I've ever had a cock to go bad unless right. he was, unless he was way up in years. You know what right. I'm saying? They right. will go, right. go sterile at four, five, six year old sometimes. Right. But this was a two year old, fresh two year old. And I had a brother to him. I was breeding myself. I'd let several out. This is the only person having any problem. Oh, he's, he's not getting no eggs. The eggs aren't fertile. They won't hatch. I don't want him. I want to send him back. I said, okay. Mm-hmm. Send him back. Mm-hmm. So I said, I'll send you another one. Send him back. Right. Uh, you know, because so, sometimes, I mean, it, you never know. As soon as you right. think it can happen, happen and you'll get them phone happen. calls often anyway. Right. So, right. But I get this rooster back. Take him out of the box. He's about two pounds underweight from what he should be, from what I sent him to him at. Wow. Turn him up. Turn him up. Pull his vent feathers down. He's covered up with louse all over him. Louse sacks. I went right, I picked up the phone, called this guy back. I said, look, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. I said, I, you know, this rooster's two pound underweight. He's got right. louse all over his hind end. He's got egg sacs. Oh, well, uh, I didn't know it. I had noticed it. My mama was taking care of him. I said, well, if you're a mama, and I don't even remember this guy's name now. I right. can't even think of what his name was. But anyway, I told him, I said, well, I, I'm going to send you another rooster. But don't uh-huh. you ever call me again. That's don't ever right. call me back. Don't ever call me back. That's you better take right. care of the next one because you ain't getting no more. You I ain't getting you. no more. This it, is it. That's it. And and you know what, Tammy? That's a great point because the first thing out of a lot of guys' mouth, first of all, they think when they come and, and, and cut a person a check, they automatically supposed to have a superhero, meaning that they don't have to do anything. You know, yeah. this thing <laughs> is going to be, you know, all done, finished, and it's going to do every single thing that they imagine it can do just because they paid for it. And then they'll come home, which, which I don't understand. You definitely want to start out with the best that you can afford. You know, everybody yeah, for got sure. a different, different budget range. But for you start sure. out with the best that you can afford. And what I mean by that is you got to leave money for care, setup, and feed. That's you know, right. don't go out and buy a whatever amount, a $1,000 no. pair, whatever the case is, no. and then you run down and track the supply and try to find the cheapest feed that they have on the shelf. Yeah, bird I seed. Never, I never can understand. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I can never understand that. That's right. You know, get 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 what you can take care of and what you can afford to take care of. Because I've always right. said, ten well taken care of roosters is worth way more than a hundred half taken care of. That's right. You know, that's and, exactly and you can't right. if if you can't take care of them, just you know, you're going to cost yourself in the mm-hmm. long run. You know, mm-hmm. do what you can. Don't don't have them in two by two pins of six inches apart. You know, right. you standing in mud. You right. can't. You know, roosters can't. They can't. I don't care what kind of line it is. What from what kind of breeder? Right. From what kind of family? Mm-hmm. They're not going. They're not. They're not going to do what you want. They're not going to perform. They're not going to perform, and it they goes can't. back. That's right. They can't. And then also too, especially when they come from a facility like yours, and then they go to a facility like you say with a two by two standing in mud. You know, <laughs> yeah. they, they instant they instant sweater because they don't have no water. That genetically, those birds are not even made up to even deal with that type of situation. No, no, and that's it's not you know it's not the care you give. You wouldn't even give that to your egg layers. You know what that's I'm saying? Right. Exactly. I mean, an egg layer don't even deserve that. You know, and those kind of people they don't need chickens anyway. If that's what they're you know, but but that and, and two that's 
you know, I, I don't know. It gets back to the back to the thing about, you know, I've had people tell me, you know what? Your chickens are too high. Well, you know, I'm not I didn't call you. You call me, you know, go, <laughs> you know, go, go where you can afford. That's OK. That's right. I'm not saying that, you know, I, I'm not soliciting. You know, sales you're not soliciting no i'm not soliciting nobody so they call me you know and then they say well your birds are too high well maybe they are uh but you know what then i i get above that i get above those people i think most of them for the most part then i get above those people maybe with my with the price that that can't afford to take care of the birds right right. you know what i'm saying they can't you we yeah you know what that's that's a very good point and a lot of not only successful breeders but a lot of successful businesses do that they 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 know they target market and the target market is going to be somebody who's going to take a well take care of bird, regardless if they pay 200 for it or 700 for it. You go to their yard, the birds are going to always have clean water, good feed, not going to be standing in mud. Those are the kind of people that's going to take care of bird. And then when they eventually save up the money to get a more expensive pair, they're going to take care of it just as good or even better than the one that they paid two, three hundred dollars for. But mm-hmm. I don't, when I see somebody who take care of birds based on price, I always say that's a bad that's a bad deal. Oh yeah, you know you're, yeah, you're not taking right. care that you taking care that bird like that because you only paid two hundred right. bucks for it. That's not really yeah. an excuse. No, you, and, and you, you can't. Them- you know, and me as a breeder too. Uh, you you know, I know I know what it takes to raise a bird to two year old. I right. know what it costs me. Right. At, at the way I take care of them, you know, and it's right. not cheap. Right. You, know, you can't. You know, I I know what it costs. What you get in vaccine. What you get in you know in 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 feed in right. care. You know, you can't. You know, you, you can't if you're buying somebody's buying, you know, oh, I bought a breed cop for one hundred fifty dollars. Well, well, that's you know. I don't see how that's possible. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's, I, that's I just, just not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, I, 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 I totally understand. <laughs> Believe me, you, you preach it to the choir on that. And I think some this is the information that a lot of new guys also need to hear, regardless of how old they are. You know, just yeah. coming into the sport, you know, um, you don't take care of birds based on price. You no. set a standard. You go out there and, and buy what you can afford to take yeah. care of good. You don't spend all your money on bird and not on a setup mm-hmm. and not on a feed. You know, um, and those are, those are a lot of key points. That's the fundamentals that yeah. a lot of times get overlooked because as being new, you come into it, you want everything that's shiny. You mm-hmm. see this doing good, you want some of that. You see that person over there doing good, mm-hmm. you want some of that. But at the end of the day, you're forgetting all the fundamentals. You haven't That's learned right. the fundamentals. You know, you need to set up the care, the vaccination, quality feed, all of that kind of stuff. Regardless of who you buy it from, you still need to focus also on those fundamentals because those big breeders ain't get to where they are from slacking, from cutting no. corners. No. And, and, and again, that's one of the reasons when they look at people like, oh, I don't see how you can tell somebody their births are too high anyway. I always say, if you think they're too high, just walk away and don't buy them. You can't yeah. tell somebody their birds no. are too high. No. Um, but, but again, you know, there you go again too. If you, you know, you're you're not, you know, if you take ten roosters, you don't have to have, you don't have to have buy six trios or five trios or four right. tree rows. You know, you don't have to buy that many to have good birds either. That's right. You can buy a that's pair. Right. You know, right. a good hen that's been taken care of. And she's been given the right feeds or, or mm-hmm. pullet or whatever. She's mm-hmm. going to produce you. You know, you should have uh, in a season, you know, easy enough. You should raise 18 good stags from a hen. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. at least 18 good stags. Mm-hmm. Okay. You take 18 good stags, you know, that's a lot of, if they're good, that they'll get you places. They'll keep you I busy. I promise you. They, they will keep, keep you busy. busy. That's exactly. As two-year-olds, if, and, and then as two-year-olds, you know, you got 18 stags. You got 18 the next year. You got, yep. you know, you don't have to start out. I've got people that calls me right now and says, you know what? 
You know, I've had, well, you know, these are doing good. Right, right. <laughs> you know, with right. a pair. Start right. with, a, with pair. a pair. That's all. That's you exactly know, or, or, right. Or, or, or a trio at the most. You know, you don't have to have four or five trios. You, know? you got that pair and some patience. That's what And some patience. Take. and some. That's right. And realizing yep. that they've got to have, you know, it's not just the blood. Mm -hmm. it's, <laughs> it, it's just not the blood. You can't right. just throw them together and say, oh, I'm going to flip the world, you know. That's right. It just don't, it don't work that way. Yeah, well, Tammy, that, I mean, that, that, that is some solid, solid information. And those are the points that all those points you touched on are, believe me, dramatically overlooked. I promise you, because it is so many people out here just buying blood. Don't have no interest in learning any other aspect about it. They just want to buy the blood. And, and I call them superheroes. They want to show up at your house with a check. Bang, I cut you this check. Now I got a superhero. Like you said, I'm going to go out and whoop the world. No mm -hmm. other aspects to it at all. Then they wonder why three, four seasons down the road, they're doing horrible. They started off good, but now they wonder why they're doing bad three or four seasons down the road. So I think you touched mm -hmm. on a lot of those points, too, on what it takes to maintain, um, not only to acquire a good foul, but what it takes to maintain. Um, and care is a big portion of it. And ability. Oh, yeah. Care and ability. Right. Yeah. So, so, Tammy, let's go ahead, and I, because I, I really, and I know you wanted to kind of touch really on that breeding topic, and I know a lot mm -hmm. of people also messaged me about it, um, about the breeding topic, and I think you went very in-depth with a lot of detail from many different angles about it. So let's go ahead now, just move on a little bit to the breeding process. You know, tell mm -hmm. viewers a little bit about, you know, I know how many you breed and how many you raise, mm -hmm. but, but tell them a little bit about the amount that you raise, like, going through a season, or say just last season. Well, we put thirty. We put thirty-seven hundred babies in a brooder. In thirty-seven hundred. Thirty-seven hundred. Yeah, and of those thirty-seven hundred, uh, you know, I, I, that's what I was telling you. With the program, we, you know, what we do for chicks here, mm -hmm. uh, with putting thirty-seven hundred in the brooders, we put mm -hmm. we have less than two percent mortality rate from wow. the brooders from the brooders to the yard, and that's they stay five weeks in those brooders. You know, some more about five weeks, some of them stay right. six. It depends on the weather here because we have such cold weather. And sometimes right. we start hatching. You know, we put our brood pens together in December, and we're hatching mm -hmm. by uh, the third week in January. You know, so we're wow. hatching babies where the temperatures outside sometimes is 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 zero or ten or two or three, four or five degrees below zero. Right. With snow on the ground, so those babies just got to stay in there. Some of them stay in the brooders maybe six weeks even. Uh, right. But we try to get them out of there by five weeks, and you know we we uh, but we have almost. Two percent or less mortality. That's, you know, that, that's 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 very 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 low mortality. It, well, you know, you know and, and that's and that that's just a result of extreme good program because I know guys who have like a thirty percent mortality with you know with, with thirty with thirty chicks. It's like, well, wow, yeah. man, you know, thirty percent of them. I'm like, what? I mean, you you yeah. haven't had that many. So so and three quarters, Jim. Three quarters of the chicks we raise too are pure chicks. So, or you know, are are based on those what I call pure. You that's know, right. No, that's meat. right. Those right. inbred and line bred families. You know, so they're those are you know that's those are not cross chicks. I mean, a lot uh, three quarters of them, half to three quarters are pure chicks every season. Pure chicks, so, which are more high. Uh, yeah, because the biggest part of our the biggest part of our business is is you know is pure is right. brood stock. So right. so uh, but that's but then I get them fat and healthy and then something starts eating them as soon as I put them out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but we do have you know we we try to keep that in check too but you know right. we do we have some mortality outside. Uh but as far as the babies we you know we run uh we do the Marex at one day old we do the uh um CRDMG back at uh, four weeks. Mm -hmm. um, 
we run uh we run vitamins and minerals i was telling you you know we got mm -hmm. vitamin mineral packs we put uh show us know, some of the just, stuff that well this right here this right here jim's just a little like i said i was out i was right out. and this right here is just a little pack or two that i went and picked up because i was out of my vitamins i've got right. some ordered but they ain't in yet but we run right. a teaspoon of this uh a vitamin electrolyte mineral pack uh gym labs has got some good like good we've stuff. used theirs and and it works good yeah uh, but it can be any poultry pack any kind of poultry pack that you can get a hold of i know some people's got access to some things and some don't but uh, right. we put a teaspoon per five gallon of water per and they five get gallon. that right the first seven days now they get this they get ls50 or spectralink you see that that's a generic form of ls50 okay it's what gotcha. it is it's a generic okay. form they get that the first seven days First and seven we days. mix this, yeah, and we mix this right along with it. We put a, a teaspoon of this per five gallon, and they get a teaspoon of this per gallon. So you're putting one teaspoon of this, one teaspoon of this, and they get this seven days. The first seven days of life on this, and this is for this they get the whole time they're in the brewery room. But we run it less, you know. It's a teaspoon per five gallons, so it's right. not. I you, think dilute it. like, you, you, you dilute it. You dilute it. Right. Yeah, dilute it because right. you're going to you're going to give it to them for a longer period of time. They right? get it every. They get it every day. Um, every day. And then at four weeks, uh, four you can vaccinate. We use uh, we use vax uh, the CRDMG back vaccine, and I think yeah I said it on here other night when I got on here, which mm -hmm. it's uh, we give it somewhere around four weeks. Okay. Uh, but you can run it from, you can do it as early as one week, it said right. on here. So, uh, yeah, that's it right there. Yeah, it's, it said from uh, from one to ten weeks of age. One so, to ten weeks of know, age. One to ten weeks, yeah. And and I know it works on them longer than that, too, because we give a booster shot even once we catch them up on the yard. Okay, so, Tammy, uh, just go through that one more time pen. in the magazine. What magazine you looking at? This is uh, this is Jeffers 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 magazine. Okay, Jeffers yeah. livestock, mm -hmm. and they're online, so you okay. can look them up. And that's I don't know if you can see that number there, but they got a one eight hundred number, and they're on the internet also. Got you, um, got you. Jeffers Jeffers livestock, and they get we got I get all my vaccine from them. Um, but yeah, this uh, uh, CRDMG back, they get that at four weeks, and I think that's probably one of the best. I think it's helped me. I've been on that pro on that MG back since the mid nineties. Since the mid nineties, huh? Since since the mid nineties, since ninety four, we was having trouble with birds with their heads turning black. Okay, uh, you know you spar them and they'd be in good shape. You know, right. to look at them, they'd right. start sparring. You know, and then, then their heads turn dark, and we're like, whoa, wait a minute, right. what's going on? Mm -hmm. And you see bubbles in their eyes. You know, they have right. bubbles. Looks like soap suds coming mm -hmm. out mm -hmm. when we start conditioning. So I called around. Finally, did get to talk to Charlie Carr. And uh, he, uh, he, you know, I told him what was happening, you know, and, he, and I talked to him for a long time. And he said, you know what, you got CRD and you got to get on a vaccination program. And he said, there's 14 or 15, I forgot what he said, 13 strands of this CRD. And I'm like, well, we treat, you know, because right. when we'd see it, we we knew they were getting some kind of cold or something. That's right. But we didn't know exactly what it was. And he said, if you, if you know, he said you can treat one strand, you can treat it, and maybe one, you know, maybe they've got this one strand and and it kills it out. But then as soon as it kills that, bam, he's got another strand so it, wow. apparently it's like having 14 coals at one time you know it's what he kind of explained it got you got so you. when you, so vaccine is not a it's not an all cure either it's a mm -hmm. it's a preventative mm -hmm. but we see but the first year we vaccinated it was unreal how much you know it, it cut the crd way way down like tonight maybe 90 percent of them didn't have it wow um, when, we put them, when we put them in the keep we didn't see it they, it's a stress disease 
So it comes on, you know, rainy periods, snow, right. per snow mm -hmm. uh, during the keep. When you mm -hmm. start cutting these feed back, you're stressing him. You know, right. pollen, a crowd, right. you know, everything's a stress factor. So if right. it's a stress factor, you know, a lot of things stresses roosters. Uh, so we give a half a cc of that at four weeks old. And then uh, I'm trying to think what all we do. And then we put them, uh, of course, they, they, get, uh, they get the probiotics. Uh, we put this over... Uh, uh, with along with a product called liver all powder desiccated liver this probiotics it comes in a five pound keg this is just oh. a real small jar okay product, so if, but okay. it comes in a five pound and this is a multi-species probiotic now they've got a lot of them they've got protein pro, you know they've got, there's all kinds of companies kinds. that make it right uh, i think gym labs has got some of it also right uh, but it, whatever you use uh you know just a good probiotic we 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 boil five gallon of eggs a day i told you here uh we put uh, we go through a lot of eggs we feed five gallon bucket of eggs every day those chicks are in the brooder room for five weeks they get boiled eggs uh to a five gallon bucket i put about Oh, probably six big tablespoons of this. Okay. Six big tablespoons over a five-gallon bucket. But, you know, you can cut that down. Right. Uh, I can sit down and think about it. It's probably a, maybe a, a, a good heaping teaspoon, maybe a good heaping teaspoon or a little more per dozen eggs. Okay. You know, okay. So, so if it's somebody smaller doing it, because apparently right. nobody's going to buy all five not very many people right five gallons yeah five gallons but we use this and we use the same amount of the liver all powder desiccated liver it's it's got all the connective tissues and everything removed and it's dehydrated and it's a powder form and i get it from woods enterprise that's the only place i can find it i don't know there may be some more places that carries it but but it's the desiccated liver powder right desiccated liver powder it is and we put this and and the desiccated liver over those eggs and smash them up you can take the egg the holes off for the first four or five days right if you want to or three days is all you have right. to do it the baby just when that baby's real weak you know when he's not weak but when he's a baby you know right. real first right. three days and when he start he'll start pecking at that right away okay within five days or six of giving this they're like a bunch of piranhas you right. put that you don't even have to you just smash that egg up hole and all and they'll eat it and leave the hole that's all they you know and if they do eat a little bit of the hole it's not gonna hurt them it's just calcium right you know so they just right. but but they leave they don't eat a lot of the hull but man they're like a bunch i mean they'll come in there and swarm you after about six or seven days of that stuff and they get it the whole time they get it the whole five weeks during that the whole five weeks yeah, so, well, I mean, I miss a day sometimes. Right, no, I understand ones, that. I understand I that. Give but, it, I give it religiously to the mm -hmm. for, for, to the babies for the first 14 days. The first 10 to 14 days of life, they all get it every day. Smash and I give eggs. them more. You know, as they get older. Yeah, right. As they get older, I start weaning them, take, you know, getting a little less. But they do get some until they get out of that brooder. And then they, they, they still follow me around outside. Looking they for They still it. follow me around outside to ask, looking for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, You'll it's, see them it's, coming running, you know, they're running. <laughs> So we got yeah. boiled eggs, yeah. that probiotics, and that desiccated liver, right? Yeah. So, so, and, and so, it's uh, you know, it's I think it's I think it's what helps me get them. I think it's what helps me get that two percent mortality. You know, less right. than two percent mortality. That or the vaccines or something. You know, it's, it's got to be the combination. I'm sure, but right. So, Tammy, t uh, tell me this. Let, let's uh, go right back real quick because you gave them some very good information as far as the vaccines. You mm -hmm. know, um, um, um. You know, buying them in large quantity. You ah, know, about splitting become, the vaccine. Right, exactly. Yeah. So tell us a yeah. little bit about that method. Well, back years ago, you know, of course, we'd have maybe we only raised 200, you know, maybe only 200 or maybe only 100 stags, you know. Mm -hmm. So we was buying the vaccine and we was tight on money. I mean, we right. worked, you know, 
like I said, we milked cows seven days a week, and we didn't have a lot of extra money, but we wanted to get on the program. Uh, so we'd buy vaccines, and, and, and it, especially, you know, like the pox vaccine. It's right. in a powder form. You know, it's, okay. in a, it's in a capsule. You know, it's got mm-hmm. the dye. It's kind of a dried powder. And, uh, and so Doc told me this, you know, the veterinarian I work for. He's like, I'm like, man, you know, this vaccine, I got a, it's a 1,000 doses. It ruins in 24 hours. He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, once you mix that. Once you mix that sterile dilutant in with that mm-hmm. uh, the uh, live virus, you know it's it's it, it's got to be no, used in twenty four hours. In twenty four hours, right? Right. So he's like, "Well, get you a you know." He told me he said, "Get you a pair of these. Get you take you some of these gloves home, mm-hmm. these rubber gloves, these exam gloves, and get you Exacto knife mm-hmm. and a piece of tin foil, mm-hmm. and go somewhere you know where you can you know in a outside or something right. or inside a building and cut that." Uh, vaccines in force you know okay. he said you can you can knock a thousand doses down into 250 dose volume right you know so and it works perfect because i did it for years and it never i never had any problem with it uh, right you know so it, that'll help a lot of these young breeders that starting out where they're not you know because this stuff's really got expensive now it, back yes. in the day i thought it was bad enough but now it's really expensive you know uh some of it's uh well this even the foul pox is close to twenty dollars a bottle. Right, twenty dollars. So and then like talking. You, yeah, that's that's a lot, especially if you throwing it away. You know, so oh, yeah. it's like okay, you know. it, it, and it does ruin it, it does right. ruin in twenty four hours if once you mix it. But you right. can cut it down to fours or halves or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you can get you a little set of those uh, kitchen scales and right. it, they roy- they even weigh down to grains, I think. Or, or right. well, I tell you what we used to use. We used to use uh, uh the the shotgun or not the shotgun but the rifle reloaders right you know they rate they'll weigh a grain grain you know, down exactly even so you can get it exact if you want to you know right. with a little it costs you a little bit to start to get the stuff to do it with but it's going to save you so much in the long run you know it's going to save yeah because you're not ruining you know uh, uh you're not throwing vaccinations that, that's right to, to do 200 birds that's right yeah. right and i don't think uh from the last show i i got a lot of feedback that nobody even thought of that you know a lot of people had never even never even done that and they had mm-hmm. been throwing away the rest of it you know because like yeah. you said it's no good after 24 hours so right. so let's go so now we got them out five weeks out so you know mm-hmm. why didn't the brooders they get the boiled eggs the probiotics and the desiccated mm-hmm. liver right you, you and they say, get a mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. go ahead and, and they get a crdmg back shot before they leave that brooder room before, before they're they ever out on the ground. Yeah, before they ever hit the ground. Yeah, and we also run uh, we run a, a three days before they leave the brood room uh, of this Baycox. Uh, okay. 5%. Okay. Uh, now, there's another product here that we get from – we do run this too. Uh, we have used this before. Uh, but we just started using this because Chewy Arnett and them, the Jim Labs and right. uh, Jose Blue and them, I think. Right. The Gators are the one that told me about these. Right. And we've tried this cocktail. Coccidia gym, it works yep. good too. You use four cc's of it uh, per gallon of water, and or you can use the Baycox five percent. Now this stuff right here is pretty pricey, but if you ever get them, you know we have had a, a bunch or two that'll get. You know sometimes when it starts that pouring down rain, mm-hmm. the raining every day, you just right. put them out from that brooder room. They're in a controlled environment. Right. You put them outside. That rain hits them. You know you'll see them draw up sometimes. Well, right. If you see a bunch do that and. You know, especially if you see a little bit of that blood in the droppings, mm-hmm. you know, you, you go to this because this right here, it, it will stop it. Five cc's uh, per gallon mm-hmm. uh, for three days. For three days. Yeah, Five three days. Five cc's and, per gallon for three days. Yeah, Baycox. If they're, if they're drawing up and, and you, you know, you, it'll, it'll bring them back out of it. 
Um, so, but the Coccidia gem, we've used it also. You know, I haven't had it here. I've, I've been using it about, a, you know, off and on some about a year. And right. we haven't had any problem with it as far as we've, we've used it in the brooder room also, mm-hmm. uh, putting them outside. And then, you know, they've done fine. They went ahead and right. took off. Right. But, uh, you know, so, but, uh, after, okay, after we get them out there on the yard, uh, the next thing we do is we warm them. Okay. Uh, we want them. I want them warm somewhere about that six week age. Six uh, weeks, you know, okay. Yeah, I want them. I want them warmed in there, and then I like to warm them every six weeks if possible. You know, but now sometimes we go seven weeks. You know, we mm-hmm. have. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we get behind or something. But but right. it's better to do it every six weeks if you can. Uh, we use the wazing. I don't have any of it here right now. I have a okay. Jug I think the majority of them know what it is. Yeah, the wazing. We use it. Usually use it first. It, that's at six week age. Uh, and then 10 days later, before 10 days, but by the 10th day, 9 okay. and 10 days, we hit them. We, we use this. Now, this is also from Jose Blue and them from that uh, gym Lab. labs. Mm-hmm. Right. And Chewy Arnetta. Uh, we use two big, I, the way I use this, <clears throat> I use two heaping tablespoons. Okay. Per gallon of, I use hot water. Okay. I put two big heaping tablespoons in a gallon of hot water, and we use dog food. Uh, just you know, just any brand. I mean, it right. doesn't matter what brand you use. But I use I like a small chunk, you know, okay. like small dog food. But it don't matter because it's going to soak up anyway. But I use uh, uh, whatever it takes of this mix in mm-hmm. water mm-hmm. to cover every how much dog food you're going to need to soak. You see what right. I'm saying? We right. soak four or five gallon buckets full. So got you. Yeah, yeah. Well, but on average, yeah, <laughs> that's too much for most people. Right. So, but but anyway, what you got to remember is two tablespoons or mm-hmm. and chili arnetta. And they've got they they'll send you a thing that tells you how information to use it, about how to right, use it. Right. Right. Two tablespoons per gallon water, hot water. Soak. Put it on that dog food. Let it rise to the top. Let that dog food get soaked, and then we put two big. Uh, well, it's a two quart mm-hmm. scoop. Right. Per five gallon bucket of feed. So mix you mix it, it into whatever the regular feed. feed. Right. If okay, feeding, got you. Yeah, whatever you're feeding. Um, you mix it into the feed. Well, you do it. Everything gets it. When one gets it, they all get it. When one gets it, they all get it. Okay. It's on the yard. Yeah. So that's to the, your, your, you know, your show roosters, your brood right. stock, whatever. You Everybody. Get them all done. Right. Everybody gets it. And we like to, like I said, we like to do this. You know, we alternate on the babies. We alternate with Wazine one six weeks. And then this. Gotcha. Back to the wazine, back to this. Okay. Okay. And then now on the big roosters, you know, which I'm gonna, I'm sure I'm going to make a lot of them holler this time. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what I've always used, and this is right. what I continue to use right. on the wormer. I alternate between safeguard and valbazin. Okay. Safeguard and valbazin. I give a three-quarters of a cc of either one mm-hmm. to a you know, a, a, a stag that's pinned, you know, right. a pin and aid stag or cock or hen. Right. Unless they're just real, real, real small, and then you might right. drop back to a half a cc. But I give three quarters of a cc, and I use this one month, or this one six weeks, and then this one six weeks. Got you, got you, got you. So, so, so those are the two. You go back and forth, back and forth, so you have pretty much good success with that, right? I've used it, yeah, I've used it all, you know, they say once, if it's, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. Now, right. I've tried, and I've tried some other stuff, you know, I've used some warm pills and stuff, I'm not saying that they're bad. Right. You know, or they don't work, but this is just what I use. And that works for your situation. for me. Right, yeah, that works, works for, for your situation. And, and mainly because I couldn't, back years ago, I couldn't get a hold of anything else, you know. That's right. I mean, I couldn't, 
You had to work with I what was available. Use, I had to work with what I had, yeah. Right. And, and I learned this through Doc. You know, I, he, he got me to, hooked up on that warmer there. And it's not really a poultry warmer. It's a cattle warmer. But you right. look at the a lot of the poultry warmers, it's got the same same ingredients. ingredients. Yeah, the same yeah. ingredients, same, right? It's the same warmer. You know, it's the right. same thing. So. So you got him out there, you know, um, so, so, and that was one of the things I guess we didn't touch on last week was the worming, and they did want to know about that, exactly how you did the worming. So you basically mix that wormer in dog food, soaked dog food, and then you mix it with the regular feed, and this right. way everybody gets it out there. And right. you, you do your worming program, you say, every six, six to seven weeks, right? Yeah, six, I like to do it every six weeks, but sometimes we go seven, sometimes we even go, we have one eight before. Right. But, you know, I think the worms are everywhere. They right. get them off of the ground, they get them off the grass, when they peck and eat, you know, they're mm -hmm. going to get it, they get it out of the fecal matter, you know what I'm saying? It, right. They come from everything. So Everywhere. I think the worm, worm control is really, you know, it's important, I think, especially on your babies, you know. Especially on the babies. Especially on those babies, and, yeah. And, and, and just recap, so you start, what age do you start worming those chicks? I know you said it, but just so we can Six recap. weeks. Six weeks. Six okay, weeks. six weeks. Yeah, I like and, to get them a dose of wormer at six weeks, somewhere in that six-week period, you know. Okay, and that's before they leave the brooder or? No, after, that's after the, that's, a, that's about the, as soon as they, that's within a week of hitting the yard. Hitting the yard, I got you. Yeah, got well, you. first I week, because they're going to, those first, you know, once that, once they pick up those, once they start eating outside, they get that. They've been outside maybe a week or mm -hmm. a week and a half. Mm -hmm. They've they've done those. Those first worms have done hatched. You know, they, right. as soon as they pick those eggs up, bam! Three days, six days, the eggs are hatched. That's those right. worms start working, and and then that's when those chicks are the most vulnerable to those most vulnerable. worms. You right. know, an adult bird can. You know, if he's got a worm or something, he it's kind of like us. You know, mm -hmm. we can kind of deal right. with the worm. Yeah. But if they're little, you know, and they're small, and I think the worms are worse at that right. age. You know, so. It, 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 yeah, it can take a big effect on them in a short period of time. And like you say, once they get out there and right. hit that ground, that process is going to start because they're going to pick them Quick. up for sure. Coming Quick. out that brooder and then going out there yeah. on grass and ground and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Especially it, when you've got as many as we got. You right. know what I'm saying? I mean, right. we've got so we've raised so many. Um, right. And then the next thing we probably do is we hit them again. We hit them at uh, six weeks after they get the initial dose, which mm -hmm. my husband, he keeps up all the records and everything. Right. I can't say enough right. about him for that he keeps mm -hmm. up with all the records writing it down and and what time uh we we give the the vaccine for the crdmg back but i want right. them and I, I want them hit again six weeks after they get the first initial dose six weeks after yes and, and then uh, you know if you do it at, of course you know it doesn't matter you can do it at one week two week three week, but you you want to count six weeks later and give them another dose uh we do it like i said at four weeks and then again about uh 10 weeks mm-hmm Mm -hmm. Six weeks later, okay. and then that at that the vaccination they get a pox vaccine also. Foul a pox. pox vaccine, okay. Yeah, they get a foul pox, and that's about and ten then, weeks. Uh, yes, about ten okay. weeks old, okay. and then they're pretty good shape. You know, that's that's got them. Then you want to go right back to that worming again. You know, every six weeks or seven mm -hmm. weeks somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. uh, but then they don't get anything else until other than just worming and good feed and water. You know, clean. You can't. I can't say enough about. We try to keep them on fresh ground. You know, right. We want to move those brooders and move them on grass, fresh grass, fresh ground, and then uh, uh, fresh water. You know, you can't say I can't say enough about fresh water. I'm a fresh water freak. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's you know I think it's you know I've been to people's places and man I'm telling you beautiful rooster standing pen, green right. algae water. Right. You know, I don't. And then I go I I followed them and watched them fight and they can't you know most they, of the time they don't do no good. Yeah, and, and, and they don't and do I can't good help consistently. 
Yeah, no, they they, right. they don't do consistently, and I no. think sometimes uh, people put too much raw raw behind one or two wins, and to justify the laziness that they have in that yard, that don't cut it. I know everybody got no. that glory story. Yeah, this guy came and his birds look like trash, and and the cups look like mud, and and he did this. Yeah, but look at it overall. Don't don't yeah. come with the one. Don't come <laughs> yeah. with the one one right. one. Hey, don't, and story. don't count them ones you done in the backyard either. That, <laughs> you know them don't that's count. A, that's right. That, <laughs> no, that's exactly right. And I you think know. sometimes the newer people don't understand. That's what separates it. Don't don't it is. Don't don't use one or two wins to justify that your program is solid. You got to kind of yeah. look at it for the long term and also the consistency. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you made a very good point about your husband. How important is that record keeping? Because I know oh, a lot of guys are just winging stuff oh, off the top no. of their head. No, it's got, you've got, I've got books. I, I've got record books here. It goes all the way back to uh, 1994, 93. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All the way back. I mean, the, and, and of course, a lot of them are useless now, but you know, I right. take nothing for them because well, I took the time to, you know, to sit down and keep them up. Mm -hmm. But he's got a, my husband's got a prettier handwriting than I do. So now <laughs> he's got the job. You know, we've been married five years this February. Right. And, and right. he got all the job because I don't, you know, I, I did keep notes. But, right. you know, a lot of mine, you got to sit down there and really go over them good <laughs> to make sure you know what you're reading. Right. You know, he's got a pretty handwriting. So we, right. but yes, it's very important. Very you important. You can't, you know, you've got to keep records. If you don't keep records, I mean, you know, you, especially when you get my age, you know, mm -hmm. back years well, ago, I could, and, I could remember, you know, right. but now I can't, I mean, you know, you start losing out. And so I, if I, and then too, my customers will say, I've had people call me and say, uh, Hey, you remember that rooster I got, mm -hmm. you know, what, what year did you get him? Oh, right. I got him in, you know, maybe he called this year and I got him in 2004. Right. Know? Right. That's Gosh, right. That's you know, I got to go time. back, you know? Yeah. You right. know, I, I remember I got sons out of him now that I bred and he's producing. I want to, you know, so I've got to go back to, you know, I can grab that record book and I can flip back through there and we put bands in all of them too, bands on their legs. And, you know, so we mark, write the band numbers down. Oh, everything's marked or either it's right. got a chick band in it. Right. Um, so, you know, yeah, records are important. Very, very, very important. important. And on all aspects of the program, On all correct? aspects of it, yes. On all yep. aspects of the program. Yep. Okay. Yeah, you got to keep up with families and how much they win, how much they, you know, how much they produce and how much, right. they, how, if they are a, truly a winning family. You know right. what I'm saying? That's right. You know, right. I've heard people say, I won, I thought, you know, I've done this, I've done, right. I fought three and won three and, right. you know, yeah, but then, you know, Okay, then the next year they fall right. six and lose six. You know right. what I'm saying? That's right. So you've got to right. keep up with that year after year, you know, yes. to really know in the, if you want to go the distance. That's, that's right. right. That's right. For yeah. The long yeah, you term. know, I've heard people holler, I've got a 90% win rate with my family. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, you, if you win 70% nowadays in the day's competition, if you've got a family winning 70%, you better frame them. <laughs> because, you know, honestly, I mean, no, seriously. You know, if if I can get a good, if I can get a, if I can get a yard that's winning sixty five percent, sixty eight percent, seventy percent, and winning it consistently, mm -hmm. that's a good family. That's, that's that a good is, family. That that's is a good family. Seventy percent, yep. I promise you, that's a good family. And 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 that's exactly right because what people have to take in consideration is it's not all done for one person. You know, so no. you got you got these you got you oh have man these. we're running out of battery here, Jim. Oh, I don't we know are. What I'm do. Oh, well, you know what? We're going to have to cut this thing. Uh, yeah. I know it's going to kill. <laughs> I know it's going to kill. We can talk hey, for six weeks. Yeah, but you know what, Terry? This is the deal. The, the, the key is they can't watch the other interview 
But one of the most important things that we wanted to talk about was the worm and, 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 and setting the family. Um, and the so that, right. Yeah, exactly. I think we touched it. Yeah, we, we, caught, we kind of picked up on what we left out last time. That's right. Know. That's right. And that's what this whole interview was for. Obviously, to clear up the audio, but you did go through a lot of the stuff. I think the more important stuff is the last part is just, you know, feeding and maintaining grown, you know, grown cocks and, and stags. But, uh, but other than that, you kind of walked through the whole bit. The breeding aspect is, is something that they really, really wanted to know on because a lot of these guys wanted to know how to set a family, how to maintain a family. You went into a lot of detail uh, on that. So that's clear. Um, um, and I know we, we've been on, we, yeah, we've been on this interview probably going on two hours now. Um, <laughs> we'll we'll listen, get you my my little ones wanting to get in on the interview anyway. So if you maybe one of these days you show up over here, you get time. Well, you, get what you on. mean one of these days? You know when you gonna see me? I will be there tomorrow. Hey guys, I know all of y'all out there watching. I did put a post and what was going to be my first place to go. You know, I had I had guests and an invitation to go all over. Um, tomorrow I will be in Kentucky. I know a lot of y'all guys guess that I will be in Kentucky, but tomorrow I'll be in Kentucky. Um, I will have an opportunity. I wasn't going to give it away, Jim. Oh, well, <laughs> we're gonna, looking for we're looking forward to having you. Well, I really appreciate the invite. Um, mm -hmm. um, and like I say, I know I'm going to enjoy myself. I'm extremely excited about it. Um, I was just going to pop up and do a quick little video when I got there. But I said, you know what? If so many people ask, I'll let them know. But uh, but guys, Good just deal. stay tuned in. This was another great interview. I, Tam, I want to thank you again for coming on. Another. Oh, week. you're welcome, Jim. Appreciate you, you, got... you asking me on. I mean, I'm glad to, you know, I'm glad to help you out. Well, this, this, I hope it, ha hope it helps somebody. You know, hopefully, picked up. I, I, I watch all the interviews, and man, I pick up some stuff myself. You know, you, right. I don't think this is a game. You can't never stop learning. That's you right. You know, you've got to always be willing to learn. If you once you once you decide that you know you, you know it all, somebody's right. Gonna, Prove to you, you know. That's right. That's that right. You are, they're going to show you. They're going to show you. You don't tell you. Well, listen, yeah. Tammy. Thanks again. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow, guys. Again, reach out. Make sure y'all guys thank Tammy. She came on. She gave a ton of information. She even explained y'all how hard, and a lot of y'all guys know how hard it is to get access to a lot of these big breeders because they're extremely busy. They have a lot of customers. But I'm very appreciative that she came on tonight. Gave us a part two. Of, of the interview, filling in all the blanks that we kind of missed, because again, we can talk about this for hours, but she gave a lot of great information. You should have your notebooks out, taking mm -hmm. notes, relook at this, this interview again and again and again, uh, along with the other ones, because these people are coming on here, giving us our time, give, well, giving us their time and, 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 and information experience from many, many, many years of trial and error. So again, Tammy, thank you very much. You You're have a welcome, good night. Too. And you I will too. see you tomorrow, and I'll be, I'll be very excited about seeing y'all tomorrow, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're looking forward to it, Jim. You message us on, and when you start this way, and we'll be ready for you. All right, that sounds good. I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you very much. You have see a good you, night. Jim. All right, thank you. You too. All right, bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.